Welcome to Podchats for Future CIO, a society production where we cover technologies, best practices, and issues important to organizations in Asia Pacific. Ritu Joyti, Program Vice President, Artificial Intelligence Strategies at IDC, opined that AI is poised to be more prolific and span every aspect of our lives and business. According to her, AI disruptors will enjoy a differentiated and sustainable measure of success ranging from superior customer engagements, accelerated rates of innovation, higher competitiveness, higher margins, and certainly more productive employees. Organizations worldwide, she continued, must evaluate their vision and transform their people, process, technology, and data readiness to unleash the power of AI and thrive in the digital era. She cautioned, however, that AI's rate of adoption will be challenged by evolving national regulations, a lack of ethical foundation, and a lack of transparent and self-explaining algorithms critical for the trust and avoidance of unintended negative outcomes. In this episode of Future CIO, entitled Strategies for Getting AI Off the Ground, we spoke to Andrew Saltis, Asia-Pacific Chief Technology Officer for Cloudera, on his take of AI and how it closely ties to data. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Now, we've spoken to a number of executives on their definitions and or interpretations of artificial intelligence. How about you? How do you define artificial intelligence in the context of businesses today? I define artificial intelligence as referring to the computer systems that have the ability to reason about things and make classifications and decisions that would normally require human intelligence. Uh, you can think about it earlier as an umbrella term to describe processes of intelligent automation like machine learning, natural language processing, cognitive computing, and deep learning. And where does this definition fit in the context of analytics and all the other related technologies we hear about today? So when you look at it as, as it gets used today, uh, we think about it as a pyramid and artificial intelligence being at that top. Uh, and really encompassing everything that comes under it, from the big data all the way up through machine learning to AI at the top of the pyramid, used in analytics today to really uncover the true value of big data. It's really that value of it comes from an organization's ability to analyze it and discover new insights that can drive business value. Interesting. So how are enterprises in Asia interpreting the use of AI today? So certainly no two organizations are the same. And you see differences across countries as well. It seems to sometimes people get caught up in AI as a buzz. uh, But you see where it's going of where people want to go with it really is in driving decision making. Um, So across the region, depending upon the vertical, it's either to speed up decisioning and processing for towards customers. So in telco environments, for example, speeding up and detecting fraud, and then interested things that happen in manufacturing, where now you're dealing with digital twins, you're dealing with robotics, you're dealing with detecting defects. 
Given the variety of interpretations of the technology and use cases, how does an organization approach integrating an AI strategy with what may well be an existing way of using analytics in-house? It's interesting, you know, when you think about it. I think the the biggest way and kind of the roadmap for enterprises to start to take it on is to start from the business use case and not just from the technology. Uh, We see often throughout the region, throughout other parts of the world, that at different parts of the organization, people hear about AI, it's everywhere, and they want to go doing it. And it still takes that practice of it's not just a technology. Uh, You really have to leverage and require the participation of everyone in the organization. And you have to start with the data. You have to be able to have the data that's there. And you have to be able to, like we like to say of, you know, it's like crawl, walk, run. Uh, You can't just get to running without first crawling and walking. Uh, So if AI is the running, you just can't get there. Uh, so you do need to have a data platform that's there to have the data prepped and ready. You need to have the right data. And then you need to start to think about it from a business strategy and what use cases are going to dr- are you going to drive with this way of thinking about computing. So much more than just saying, we're going to do AI because my colleagues at company ABC are doing AI, and I should. And really stepping back and saying, what is it you're trying to impact on the business? What decisions are you trying to drive? How do you reimagine your business? And now let's make sure that you have all the precursory things in place. Do you have the data you need? Do you have the environment? Is this running in the cloud? Is it running on-prem? All the other stuff then starts to fall into place. But it really is thinking about it from an organizational standpoint and making sure that you have the data that's there. And again, driving always from use case back. Now you're suggesting that AI should be viewed as a strategic whole of organization initiative. Now at that level, who should own an AI strategy or initiative and how does that person or persons ensure or mitigate against the risks of failure, which from what I hear is quite high. Right. You know, depending upon organization, if you, you know, you often see it where it's a CDO. So we've seen it where it's a CDO from the, you know, in finance. Um, we see it where it's people dealing with regulation. Um, so now they're dealing with, we have regulations, we have fraud and compliance. So you see about it from the compliance side of we need to go in this direction for fraud, for compliance. Uh, we often sometimes see it from the CDO of trying to set kind of direction and architecture. Uh, we see it sometimes even in manufacturing where it becomes split between the CDO looking at it from the business side, if you will, kind of that IT business slant, and then people that are running the plants looking at it from saying, I want this to be able to detect defects in the manufacturing process and do predictive maintenance regardless of what the other part of the business is doing. So depending upon where it is, we see it being lots of different business stakeholders that are interested in applying these types of technologies and then leveraging back to that platform. What we're doing at Cloudera, which really helps unlock a lot of this value, is providing an enterprise data cloud platform 
that removes that tension and friction between IT and the business of making it so that you can reduce shadow IT, the business could move as fast as they want to in meeting their KPIs and going in new directions. And IT still maintains the security and governance and control over the data and the systems. So in a much more flexible way to really try and remove that friction that's existed for decades. There's an article on Forbes uh, in July 2019 that called out stats from a survey that said 25% of organizations worldwide that are already using AI solutions report up to 50% failure rate. Now, can you cite one pitfall that is leading to failed AI projects? I think they often make the mistake of placing unrealistic expectations on AI. I think it'll solve all their organizational problems. For many organizations, problem happens when they start with a need, need or technology instead of the actual business need. And then this leads to attempts to make AI a one-size-fits-all solution to work for everything. So I think it's really important that they identify the problem. They have a strategy in place before they begin to use AI. I, I spent time with a customer a little while back that... Uh, is in the amusement park business, part of their enterprise in the amusement park. And they started thinking about after a day of an AI workshop across this conglomerate, where some parts of the business deal with uh, TV and commercials and some part deal with amusement parks. Those in the TV side of the business were doing things very interesting with AI to provide you an automatic recap of a sporting event based on what they believe were the key highlights to see, based on all sorts of interesting analytics of the video. Really fascinating. When you then talk to the part of the business that's involved in amusement parks, they saw this and they started thinking, well, we should apply AI to understand how people liked going on the rides and looking at their faces and predicting things and predicting weight lines. And we really had to help them step back and understand to say, you know, you already have technology in place that could solve that problem. You have to be careful that AI is not the new hammer and everything that you now see is the nail. Uh, And really kind of look, stepping back and looking and making sure that it's the right problem and there's a strategy. So we see that pitfall of, like I said, it's oftentimes could get really overwhelming for people where they see everyone talking about it, their peers are doing it, and now they have to be doing it. Um, so we really see that of people start with the technology first, not the business problem. And it's a matter of coaching and working with them to help them understand this is the way to look at it. Okay, I'm out shopping for an AI solution. I figure out my AI strategy is, I know what my data is, I know what my different lines of businesses want. Now, but there, unfortunately, there are so many vendors out there in the market that are offering or interpreting AI in different ways. How do I know which technologies fit best my requirements as a business? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think if you're, if you're shopping for a solution, the things that you'd want to look for would be the breadth of the overall platform. It's important not to look at AI as just an independent solution that you buy, kind of like a point solution. But you do need all the other analytic capabilities. You do need a breadth of a platform to be able to support the AI that you need. If you think about it, in these cases, you're trying to do more than just find the needle in the haystack. 
right? You're trying to make decisions about where is the needle going to be and are there even going to be needles in this haystack? So you need to be able to have a platform that allows you to do this discovery, allows you to have the ability to look at the whole haystack, to allow your data scientists to explore and to think of creative ways they may want to address the data, and then to be able to get to the point that you could actually build solutions on AI and make it so that you, you know, and look for a solution that allows you to kind of, we like to say it's interesting of, you know, how do you make AI boring, right? If you think about the technology that exists in our world that you don't really think about as much anymore and it kind of quote unquote becomes kind of boring, how do you work with a solution that helps you take AI to that space where it's not this buzz, but we're able to have almost, if you want, a factory for it. And we're able to industrialize it and work across our whole enterprise and really support the entire life cycle from collecting the data to the analyzing it to the making sure that what you're creating and the models that you end up producing in these predictions and inference, that you have that complete life cycle and support for the whole life cycle. So I would look if I was on the receiving end of an RFP and I looking at vendors, I'd want to make sure it covers that whole data life cycle allows me to leverage all aspects of the business, multiple analytic capabilities. That is correct. I mean, I, I think the problem that I think we, we see sometimes with the point solutions is just that, right? If you think about it, using AI effectively in a business, it requires a lot of aspects of the business to be involved, right? You're looking at data from different places, need access to the data. Um, you have a whole bunch of different interests at play that if you end up with just a point solution, then you have this you know, integration tax, if you will, of how then do you integrate this with the rest of the analytics in your organization? How do you integrate it with wherever you store in this data? So we do look at it from a holistic perspective of it can't just be this isolated piece that you run because now you've lost all the context and the ability to work as an organization to solve these problems strategically. And I guess that's where the crux of the challenge lies. We often get enamored with the potential of a technology that we ignore all the investments that have gone before it until the sales contract with the vendor has been signed and the stakeholders realize this new AA project is much more than a point solution. And maybe we should have taken a bit more time figuring out how do we take what we have and use AI to bring it to the next level. Andrew, it's been a very educational pod chat with you on what we need to be doing to strategize for getting AI off the ground. For our listeners, once again, we've reached the end of another episode of Pod Chats for Future CIO. If you found this pod chat interesting, click on the like button below and subscribe to receive notification of future pod chats. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please email us at editors at society.com. Also, connect with us at futurecio.tech and don't forget to sign up for, to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you on the next episode of Pod Chats for Future CIO. Have a great day.